How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Christ on a bike. Okay. <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was uh, whatever that was. Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. I think Maureen is a, a lie down after all that blinking egg. Don't worry, we all uh, we all breathe through that with you, Maureen. So it's just nice, nice that you're here. No, you know what though? It is frustrating too. The stress of when tech stuff starts to go wrong, especially when it's important. The pain in your heart. You're like, oh god, I'm causing problems. Oh shit, shit. Press this icon or press this option. You think that option isn't there? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you were on the wrong browser, but it's okay. <laughs> I am on Safari. Get off Safari. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there's some logic to you being on the wrong browser, and thank goodness, but. No, but if we'd been the right browser and I'd screwed up, then we'd still be trying to work it out. Well, we? if you'd been on the right browser, you, it would have worked. How is everyone today? How, how are they? Tense. <laughs> tense, Alison. Very tense. tense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm delighted to see your faces. There we go. I'm going to turn it around. We're having, we're in, we're in. I'll tell you both about my week. How about oh, that? Oh, hey? please, somebody lighten the load. So this week, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was, uh, I hadn't really planned the story I was going to tell. I was just trying to lighten the mood. So here I am with nothing. I, uh, uh, oh, oh, wow. I, I love that. I, that is absolutely brilliant. Alison comes in. She's like, I've got to, whatever happens, I've got to create a diversion because those two are bringing the podcast down. Guys, let me start with my week. And then you can see her brain frantically going, I've got nothing. I've got absolutely nothing. Do you know what I did like, Alison? Me and Jen had a conversation where Jen did something where normally she would tell me off if I did it. And then she said my usual phrase, 
in my defence, which is what I always say to Jen, and she ignores it whenever I say that. Absolutely brilliant anecdote, Maureen. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Another classic Maureen Younger anecdote, telling us something that, without any information about something. I mean, that could have been an anecdote, actually, Maureen. You could have just gone into it and then, and then at the end of the anecdote said, and then Jen said the classic thing that I often say, but you started with the end again. <laughs> Do you, do you want to go into that story or is that the story that, is that non, is that non-anecdote, Maureen, the story that you want to not tell us? Do you want to give your version? I, I don't know what you're talking about, so I think I need your version. It could be so many situations. That's what's fun about this, Maureen, is that I'm like, ah, I don't know. Okay, yes. No, I'm quite happy with that, that anecdote version. There was no information. Even I don't know. I don't know what that anecdote was. What was it about? I can't remember. You did a gig that if I'd done it, you would have. You'd have begun, Maureen. Honestly, why are you doing those gigs? And that's what I said to you. Oh yeah, but I also then ended it with, but they paid me a shitload of money, and you went, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then it all made sense. Yeah. So I did prefix it within my defence, Maureen, and then you went, oh, classic, Jen. That's the kind of thing I'd say. And then I went, yeah, but I've actually got a defence. And the defence is money. (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure that will make the edit, Maureen. I'm going to be honest with you. Possibly that will get... Actually, this far into the podcast, I can't be sure if any of it will make it. Well, Maureen, thank you very much for that fantastic anecdote. I don't know how your weeks have been. My week has been predominantly work and uh, travel. I travel. Where where was it that I went? Oh, Coventry. I went to Coventry, uh, metaphorically and actually. Uh, I was in Coventry. Uh, and I was, to tell you what, Maureen, I had such a, a, a flashback uh, where I thought of you. Because I was on the way, I got a cab from the station to go to this hotel, wherever it was, some, somewhere off on A Road. And I, we were going around the one-way system, <laughs> that flyover. And I had a flashback to you and I having a row. <laughs> you think it was our first row? Oh. I think that's really our last row. I don't think we've had a row since. Not not proper row. We actually had a proper row that day. And uh, going over that flyover in Coventry, where I was getting so stressed because I didn't know where I was going, couldn't get off, kept going round and round the flyover. And I was like, if, Maureen, you want to help me get off this flyover, that would be amazing. <laughs> and Maureen went, don't you ever talk to me like that. And I was like, well, maybe if I wasn't going around a flyover for the third time, I wouldn't have to, Maureen. Anyway, yeah, fun days. <laughs> it was a happy time. And then we did that gig, didn't we? And it wasn't that much fun. No, no. The no. good old days, boy. Good old days. <laughs> I would love to give you some exciting stories to tell you, but I've got nothing. Suffice to say that I did a gig. I mean, it was a three-hour drive and I could have just stayed at home. But, hey, I am increasingly finding driving so boring. So very boring. God, over it. I'm under it. I'm not even in between it anymore. You know, it can't be fun if you're in the car with some nice people, can't it? Yeah, but you're never driving, Maureen. That's why it can be fun. <laughs> I love being in the UK because I'm Little Miss Daisy sitting in the back seat taking lifts. In Canada, I drive and there's a big difference. <laughs> there's a big difference driving in Canada than there is driving in this country. Because when you, like, when I speak to Canadian comics and they say, I'm driving to a gig. Uh, and I'll say, oh, wh- how long was the drive? And they'll go, 
oh, two days. I'm like, where the <laughs> fuck are you going? <laughs> if we drove for two days, we'd be in the North Sea. But also, on the flip side of that, my understanding is, and I might be wrong, when we drive for seven hours, a lot of that is in traffic. <laughs> and it's, and it, you know, it's, I mean, I can spend half an hour trying to get out of Brighton. But when you hit the roads in Canada, presumably you're just... You're driving on a road to nowhere. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. That is literally it. Uh, no exaggeration. Yeah, because you can get out of cities pretty quick. You jump on your motorway, highway, as we say. You get on there, and then you're you're going. And roads are big, right? Roads are big. They're designed for large masses of people to be going in one direction. It's perfectly designed. It takes. There's a lot more little roads in this country, so yeah, it's stressful. This is a stressful country to drive in. It's like threading a needle. Every time I turn a corner, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, I had a very stressful experience trying to get into a car park on Saturday. I think they designed it and went, let's not worry too much about cars fitting inside it. But I think this <laughs> visually looks lovely. <laughs> the last thing they designed was the entrance. And they're like, oh, it's a bit too small, but we'll, we'll get them in there. <laughs> Let's liven this podcast up, Maureen, and only you can do that. And you can do that by delivering us one of your classic Be More Maureen moments. Let's hear it. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh, my God, Maureen. I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. Okay, well, this is a while back, the 90s, and I was with going with friends to a holiday, on holiday in France. I think we went to Montpellier Airport. I hope there's an airport there. I think that's where the airport was. And we were getting a taxi, and obviously I had no idea about the, where we were staying because it was a 40-minute taxi ride to this place. And we can all know that I would never agree to a 40-minute taxi ride if I'd been asked beforehand. So we were waiting by the taxi rank, and somebody had left a, a black handbag just lying there. So I was saying to my friend, this isn't, I mean, that's really unsafe. Somebody could just pick that up. That's leaving your handbag. Anyway, it's going on and on about this handbag. Then we get into the taxi. I said to my friend, God, that, I can't believe somebody's, that handbag's still there. And she turned around to me and went, isn't that your handbag? And it was, and it was my handbag. But the reason was, in my defence, in my defence, <laughs> oh, uh -huh. it was a new handbag, so I didn't recognise it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. It, it looked different. <laughs> Wow. And I've been going on. My friend couldn't have been listening properly because I've been going on for ages about, God, I can't believe someone's left that handbag. And also, if she hadn't said anything, we were going to toddle off 40 minutes away in the other direction. So we'd have to come back because all my passport was there, my keys were there, my mo French money, my British money. Everything was there, my checkbook. But at what point did you realise it was your bag, Maureen? When she said, isn't that your handbag? Oh, right. <laughs> so you would have been happy to hop on without your bag because that definitely wasn't your bag. Well, yeah, because I didn't realise it was my handbag. But you didn't realise that you, that that because you obviously went on with the handbag, but you just forgot that you had a handbag. Yeah, I just didn't, I don't know. And I did that once with a buckle. I found this really fancy buckle in the shop and um, handed it in. I said, oh, look, there's a really fancy buckle off a shoe. Somebody's going to miss it. And you could see they were thinking, this is going in the bin as soon as she goes. And I got home and realised it was off my shoe. And then I had to go back the next day and obviously they, they got rid of it. And I know it sounds hard to believe, but I just don't make that connection at times. No, it doesn't. It sounds perfectly believable. I mean, I can imagine actually you picking up the handbag and taking it to the police station and saying, I just want to report that this handbag has been left at the airport. And then the, the police going through the bag going, OK, well, we'll just check the ID. Maybe they phone the number and then you pick up. Hello? 
Hi, uh, I think you've left your bag. Oh, you're right, I have. Hang on, where are you? Uh, in front of you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it was just weird. It's just because it looked at a big buckle on the front and I just didn't, I just didn't recognise it as my bag. I, I can see the theme here is buckles, isn't it? That is the theme here. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to think. I was trying to figure out what is the connection between the shoe and the handbag. It's buckles. I think buckles are the things that are really, are really foxing you, Maureen. If if this is what you got to do in the future, never buy an item with a buckle on it because you'll automatically assume that it's not yours. You'll be like, it can't be mine. There's a buckle on it. Subconsciously, you're like, I am not into buckles. There's no way <laughs> that I would. But yeah, what was weird was that my friend hadn't noticed, hadn't said anything earlier. Oh, that's the weird bit. That's the weird bit, yeah. Not that you didn't recognise your own bag, that your friend wasn't babysitting you properly. I was going to say, was your friend loading the bags into the taxi? Was she getting everything? (laughs) And you're like, who's left their handbag? I suspect your friend was busy doing something (laughs) admin-based. Yeah. Maureen's just staring at her own bag going, I just can't believe somebody would leave their bag. What kind of idiot just leaves their bag in the middle of an airport? I mean, now we'd be like, I mean, did, is that some sort of bomb? You see a random bag, you're like, what? That could be, oh, check that out. But uh, don't despair. Just check to see if Maureen Young is somewhere in the vicinity because chances <laughs> are it's, it's her bag. Has it got a buckle? Is Maureen Younger in the airport? It's probably Maureen Younger's. <laughs> it's a, also, can you zip up the back of her dress? And I'm trying to think of some other Be More Maureen moments we've had. There's <laughs> too many to mention. Oh, God. I'd like to write a story of them all one day. Maybe we'll make a film of them. <laughs> I reckon that I reckon there's a movie out there, for a Be More Maureen movie. We just see this character, a little bit like Mr. Bean, but a bit more entertaining. And everything this character does is beyond belief. Uh, and, and and we'll tie it in, Maureen, with some sort of romantic element. Oh. So so we'll rom-com it, won't we, Alison? Can I choose the lead? Absolutely. We're assuming it's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling would be good. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I'm just, I went straight <laughs> for Ryan. Him or that bloke from Poldark. Oh, yes. Aidan Turner. Yes. Or, or, of course, how could I even think... Sam Hewen. Perhaps all three. Well, I tell you what it could be. There's a be more Maureen. She's da 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 da. And these men are enchanted by her, as men are by women who don't seem to be able to look after themselves. And so you have not one, not two, but you have three suitors. Yeah, it's a little bit like Mamma Mia, except it's, yeah, except it's not, they're not worried about who the father is. They're like, who's going to cop off with Maureen? Mm. And so it's a, a will they, won't they, with all three. And it ends in an orgy. What do you think, Maureen? <laughs> I'll write it. I will. I'll produce it. I'm going to be a producer. <laughs> I'll be in it. <laughs> I think that's got legs. I think we should we should try and commission that. <laughs> okay. Well, Maureen, thank you very much for your be more body moment. But I think it's very very uh, important in this podcast that we have a bit of ying. To the yang. We've had some yang from Maureen, but we need some ying. And we need it from our resident uh, agony aunt, Alison June-Smith. So let's find out what's happening over in your corner. And let's ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice.
take my advice, I ain't using it. I am your yinger, Allison, and uh, I've got I've got a, a great little problem. So I like to hear problems. Thank you so much for everyone who shares what's going on in their lives. I think Jen and Maureen can both admit that we've all learned something from other people's stuff, have we not? Uh, we've learned a lot, you know, from you know, cat seduction to all sorts of things we've learned about on this show. So thank you for everyone. Uh, keep keep sending in your problems. I can't thank you enough. So uh, this week. How do I persuade my husband to exercise more? I love his dad, Bod, but I would just like him to be a bit more fit. Okay, so, look, I get you. You are concerned about the person that you love and their fitness. My first thoughts are, why do you want this person to be fitter? Is there a health concern? If so, 100%. Before we go into this, let's just think about this. How would we feel if your partner came to you with this same sort of thing? So I think however you approach your partner, got to question your motivations. What is it that you, are you genuinely concerned about their health? Great. You know, because no one wants to be told to just be hotter, right? That's so, I'm assuming you uh, you care about your partner and it's uh, health reasons. So let's, let's go at it that way. So it's always going to be coming from a loving place, right? If you love your partner and you're going into this because you're like, look, I want us both to be healthier. I think this is the way that you need to approach it. Because let's be honest, if you're uh, going to... I don't know, uh, motivate someone to do something, the best way is to role model it and do it yourself. Because I don't think it's fair to put something on someone if you yourself aren't going to uh, uh, be working at those things as well. So I think you got to model by behavior. You mentioned you, you are keeping up on steps, which I think is great. So maybe like uh, you show that you're making this a priority in your life. If this is a priority in your life and your partner loves you, uh, eventually they'll fall in probably to sync as also maybe looking at it as something, or at least understanding you're going to prioritize time around it, so they're going to have to adjust their schedule. So, you know, look at it. Modeling is the best way to go about doing it. I Again, I think it should be talks about health, not necessarily physique. And some tips on things you could do. Okay. So no one wants to be told to just move more, just exercise more, no, no, eat less. So here are some things I think. Chores, chores around the house, everyone. It's time to get physical. Maybe you assign a few more physical chores for them to do. You need some stuff out of the loft, things like that. Maybe that's one way to nudge. You know, maybe that garden hasn't been dealt with before winter. You nudge for the two of you to do that. So maybe some chores are some ways to encourage some, some uh, physical activity. Fixing things. How about that? Get some repairs done around the house you haven't done. Get that thing painted you always have. This way you're also uh, working on getting things done yourself, as well as encouraging them to move a bit more. So that that's one thing I want to put out there. Also, when you're trying to encourage a person to feel good about themselves, let's focus on their talents and their gifts. You know, if you encourage a person to do the things that they love, eventually they're going to start to feel happier. And that... Uh, that just falls into all aspects of our lives. So let's look at uh, their gifts, their talents. Were they ever a painter? Were they ever into, you know, even if it's not the most physically active thing, maybe just encouraging someone to find what they love will inspire them and, and it'll trickle down. Maybe you take charge of the cooking, right? Maybe you take charge and you start to try and experiment and show some healthier options for things. I mean, you know, if this is a concern of yours, then uh, then step in. Let's show them some healthy choices. There are a lot of options nowadays, so maybe take in charge of the cooking. And then once they see maybe they like it, maybe they start doing a bit of it themselves. Maybe they add in on dinner. Maybe that becomes an activity you do two together. P.S. Beyond 
meat burgers are the best burger I've ever had in my life. That is, a, I don't mean to endorse products, but I gave one to my boyfriend who's a burger fan. Oh my God, there are so many great alternative products out there now. Just just putting that out there. Uh, you could get an air fryer. Also, air fryers make the best chips in the world, the best french fries, and chicken wings, and they're a lot less fattening. Throwing them out there. How about have some more sex? That's a calorie burner. Let's throw that in the mix, right? There we go. You, you want to uh, have your partner? Well, maybe it's time for you to get your own endurance up and uh, let's have some more sex, right? That's a nice way to get people involved and to burn some calories. Overall, I think what you want to do is you want to be focusing on the benefits of why you want to be healthy, why you both want to be healthy. I think that's how you encourage a person to uh, get a bit fitter. That's my advice. Thank you very much, Alison. That's a tricky one, isn't it? I want my partner to be fitter, but I'm taking it from the angle that they're worried about their health as opposed to it's got anything to do with physically the way this person, the way their partner looks, which I totally can relate to because I do the same thing with my wife, Maureen Younger. (laughs) (laughs) It is true. That's why I thought you guys will get a kick out of this one because I'm like, it's a, yeah. it's, it's a tricky thing to approach when you love someone, you want them to be healthy, you want them to, to, to live longer and they insist on thwarting your plans. But Alison, you're right. You have to sort of approach it a bit uh, carefully, don't you? Well, because any, I read all these articles and they're all like, encourage your partner to get more exercise. Say, go for after dinner walks. I was like, yeah, these are the obvious things that are never going to work. No one's going for after dinner walks. Are you, what? You can lead a horse to a, to a wheatgrass table, but you cannot force that horse to drink the wheatgrass. Right? You, yeah. You, and because you gotta... it's uh, not as nice as, uh, I don't know, a nice bottle of uh, red wine. <laughs> <laughs> or some chocolate, right, Maureen? Or some chocolate. Yeah. But yeah, those, those are all good um, steps that you can take. I mean, look, I, I've got absolutely zero advice for you. I want you to know that. I've got nothing. <laughs> um, because if I had it, I would be using it, as I said, <laughs> with more and younger. So... Um, Maureen, did any of those hot tips that Alison, apart from the sex bit, obviously, because I, I, that's a step too far for me. Um, <clears throat> but any other, any other of those steps that you thought, yeah, I could, uh, I could, I could get into that as a suggestion. What well, do you look? I am eat, I ate healthy today and yesterday. Uh, look, Maureen, that is great. Two, two, two out of three hundred and sixty-five days is a, is a step in the right direction. <laughs> Maureen said to me, I'm making a very healthy dinner for myself tonight. I said, ooh, I started thinking she was making steamed fish and vegetables with a a little, like two boiled potatoes or something. I was like, oh, she's really neck. She said, I'm making myself a moussaka. I was like, well, Maureen, yes and no. (laughs) Thank you very much, Alison, for your advice uh, in your Ask Alison Corner. Let us now delve into what we have been watching on television. You look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to point out. It's called being professional, Alison. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? <laughs> Maureen, what have you been watching? Well, I went to watch Red Notice, which I think is the most successful film on Netflix, or is about to be the most successful, with um, Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson and Gal Gadot. Basically, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot are thieves, jewellery thieves, and Dwayne Johnson's the FBI agent. To be honest, it's it's had uh, quite a lot of good public reviews. I watched about 20 minutes of it and I was like... I tapped out. I mean, look, it's very well done. Like they've got this big scene when Ryan Reynolds is being chased by Dwayne Johnson. It's very well done. It's brilliantly produced, but it was just every cliche in the book, it was, and it was totally unbelievable. So after about, it's like watching a cartoon. So after about, you know, Ryan Reynolds is very good at playing Ryan Reynolds. You know, he's a very likable character, but it was just, you know, they both end up in a prison in Russia, and then Gal Gadot appears, and you're like, yeah, because that's a likely scenario. So it's just, I just like. I'm sure a lot of people enjoy it, but I was just like, oh, I just got, you know. Is it sort of that kind of heightened uh, reality, like James Bondy sort of, or Ocean's Eleven, where you're like, it's they're not trying, they're not trying to make it realistic, but it's just a, a an entertainment. It's entertainment. So you know, it will. I think it, a lot of people will like it. I just was like, I mean, I was really looking forward to watching it. But I just got, I was just like, oh, this is just ludicrous. And I just stopped watching. I, I mean, you, Ryan Reynolds, of course, you you strap yourself in for a bit of Ryan. Oh, yes. Got nothing against Ryan Reynolds. He's very good at what he does. No, no. All the Ryans. All the bloody Ryans. I watched or finished watching Show Trial, which has been on BBC. Oh, yeah. What do you think? I haven't finished. I haven't seen the last episode. I don't know if it's me. I've, I've got to really prefix all of this because... I'm finding I'm just a lot of BBC drama. I'm just, it's been not uh, up my alley recently, which, and it usually is. I usually love a Beeb a drama, but uh, the last couple I've watched, I haven't massively enjoyed. And this I'm going to add to the list. And oh. the ending <laughs> was incroyable and very disappointing. And Chloe and I got to the end and we're like, and we both went, oh, 
So that's the ending, is it? Right. Okay. So what have we learned from that? What was the message in that? What was the ending of that? We don't know. But uh, yeah, well, that was five hours or whatever it was of our lives that we'll never get back. Uh, look, some people might love it. Certainly, as always, you know, there's people acting out their skin, but it just didn't do it for me. It just really didn't. And I can't recommend it, unfortunately. But that's not to say you shouldn't watch it because I am frequently wrong about these things, as we have experienced over the years. <coughs> anyway, I didn't like it, but I, I, I watched it all. I mean, we've been putting off watching Succession for ages because Chloe's like, oh, can we just watch this BBC? Because she's obsessed with terrestrial TV. Chloe doesn't like to watch anything on Netflix or Amazon if she can watch it on terrestrial. She'd rather watch Gogglebox or Grand Designs than watch a box set and always has done. Not interested in. So I've been desperate to watch Succession. And she's like, oh, can we watch it next week? We... Anyway, we got to the end of this absolutely whatever series. And I was like, OK, so we've done that BBC drama that you wanted to watch that was utterly average can we please get to the the hot stuff which is the succession and uh she was like oh okay fine so we're gonna watch succession and next week let me tell you we're gonna have some fun times things to say about that show because i love it series three i don't know how many eps are out i think maybe four i might be wrong uh but I, i'm gonna binge all of those in a week until i'm up to speed i can't i cannot wait <laughs> it's going to be Mayor of Easttown all over again. We'll be like, hey. oh yes. Anyway, uh, Alison, what about your uh, horror? Uh, blah, 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 blah. So I'm doing something a little different this week, everyone. Normally, I choose a horror movie that I think goes along with the problem. This week, because I I don't know if you know this or not, guys, but horror movies, as well, they they are cathartic. They're mentally good for you. Believe it or not, there's been a lot of studies that say that. Also, they are the highest calorie burning movie you can watch because you're on edge because of the frights. So what I did was I looked up and I found I did the three top calorie burning horror movies of all time. Okay, so forget the treadmill. Throw these babies in. All right, you and your hubby can cuddle up on the couch. And at 150 calories, number three, we come in with The Exorcist. Classic of all time. Yeah. All you got to do is watch that. You burn 158 calories. That's a donut. Okay. Number two, coming in number two with 161 calories, Jaws. Oh, yeah. Jaws is scary. So good too. Listen, that's more than 161 calories for me. Yeah, that's, re that's really scary. You burned your pick and mix. And then the number one, coming in at 184 calories per watching, The Shining. Everyone, oh, The Shining is what number one. What a great movie. And there's the director's cut, and then there's the original. So there's even longer, so there's more calories to burn. I've never seen that. There's no gore. It's just you're at the edge of your seat. It's a psychological thriller, is what it is, The Shining. And you're at the edge of your seat for the whole... The whole time you're watching it, because you, because the music, the music, the the the, the score of that film. Oh, actually, I feel tense. I think I'm burning a few calories just thinking about it. See? And so that's, I know we said to never talk about diet or that sort of thing on the show, but because it was the problem, I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend. So again, Exorcist comes in three, jaw number two, uh, number one, The Shining. Hey, 
Alison, I love that triptych and all very good films. And if you're going to be burning some calories at the same time, why not Maureen? Why don't the next time you come over to Brighton, you and I watch The Shining together? Okay, but I will probably scream, won't I? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's the point of a horror movie. I mean, by the end of it, you'll be like screaming your head off. I know you will. Oh, I once watched Midnight Express at home, which is a brilliant movie. It's uh, about a guy, American, who gets who's put in a Turkish prison. And there's so, so many horrible scenes in it. I was screaming behind the armchair at one point. My mum was like, came in and was like, what are you doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. What, why were you screaming behind an armchair? I've seen that film recently. Because there was something horrible happening. Something horrible was happening. And then I ran in the bathroom at one point to scream. You ran into a bathroom. Do you know what? Let's not watch The Shining together. If, you, if you're going to be screaming behind the armchair. <laughs> She's running around the house, though. She's doing laps. That's, in, that's good. Get out. Well, actually, that's a very good point, Alison. You're right. You. If that's the only way I'm going to get more into do some running, let's, 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 let's give it a whirl. <laughs> uh, Alison, thank you very much for your horror recommendations. They were all bang on the money. Maureen, must we go to your corner? Yeah, we're cornering it up. Culture us. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but uh, this week it's Book Week Scotland, which is an annual celebration of books and reading that takes place across Scotland. And I'm going to put the link up on our social media. There's a really good short film that tells you all you need to know about the Scottish crime uh, crime novels. It's called Dark Travellers, The Rise of Scottish Crime Writing. And it's a really interesting film. It's only about, it's 22 minutes long, so it's not that long. And I didn't, re- didn't realise this. I've actually got his books uh, ages ago. I never, never actually got around to reading them. But it all kind of started by uh, William McAvaney's novels in the 70s about a detective called Laidlaw. And what they're saying about Scottish crime fiction, which is now a quite, quite a big genre, is that unlike a lot of other crime novels, it's also social commentary. It holds a mirror up to Scotland and what's going on in the country. So it has a, it has, it, you know, has a deeper levels. And so it features uh, various writers, including Val McDermott, of course, who's probably very well known. Denise Mina, whose um, novel is about Ritzelow, who, for those who don't know, was a servant of Mary Queen of Scots and he was murdered by a lot of Scottish nobles and it big thing in Scottish history so that you know they, they always go, they go back in time as well they're not necessarily modern day Denise Mina, Chris Brookmeyer, Marissa Hetzman, Graham McRae Burnett, Abe Mukherjee and his his books were actually set in in India and Ian Rankin of course who's probably the most famous but like he is so McAvenny's um, hero was set in or hero detective was set in Glasgow so you know like Rankin is, is like the Edinburgh version if you like and he's actually now writing a novel that McAvenny started and didn't finish and he's using that so they're actually, they're actually coming together but it was quite it's a very interesting film and it's and again it's a very interesting aspect of Scottish crime novels which I wasn't aware of so it might be worth if you if you're interested in Scottish crime or oh, crime novels just have a quick look at the film it's called Dark Travellers the Rise of Scottish Crime Writing and you can watch it on YouTube for free Maureen Younger thank you very much for your cultural corner my shit over th- okay this is it right let's go it's happening now <laughs> I cannot handle this <laughs> well I think this episode's really flown by hasn't it also it helped that none of us have done anything during the week isn't it that helped that made that section that, a lot shorter it does help when we all we are doing is working <laughs> that is like gonna lead in nicely to my goat Maureen 
weirdly. Then let's get into it, Jen. We want to know what the hell got your goat this week. So what has got my goat is time. Got no time. Got no time. I seem to have so little time to do anything. Like my days are just completely absorbed. Every single day is absorbed. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I've got this whole morning free and I'll have time to do this and that. And then it just gets filled up with some other shit. Do you know what I mean? Where you're like, somebody will phone me or somebody will be like, oh, can we have a Zoom call? Or by the way, can you get this uh, admin done? Or blah, 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 blah. Or I might actually have to buy food for the children. God, that is really taking up a lot of my time. Do you know you can't just go shopping? You have to go shopping again and again and again. Did you, are you aware of this? Absolute. Sometimes I do a shop for the week and I think, great, well, that's me done for 2021. Then you've got to do it again. It's an absolute nightmare. Anyway. I think what's getting my go is I'm I, I I seem to be unable to manage my time properly and I do not know how to do it. I mean, I mean can anyone relate to this? Uh, well, yeah. But I think I have the opposite. Like I've got loads of time on my hands and I still don't manage it properly. Whereas you you're always really busy. So I don't even know how that works. So you know, it gets like four o'clock and I'll be like How's that, how's, it, how's that day gone? I know. I, I feel like that every... Also, because I've got to pick the kids up about three. So by about half past one, I'm starting to feel anxious. I'm like, oh, I've, got to, I've got to do this, but I've got to do that. Because an hour and a half really isn't that much time. And then you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and i got to eat something. Do you know what I find? You sit down to do something you've been putting off. Like yesterday, I sat down to write to do some writing and then somebody phones you and you're just like... Don't pick up, Maureen. Don't yeah, no, up. I didn't pick up actually, but it was like, because otherwise you're on the phone for 40 minutes. And now I know that you scan my calls and don't pick up. Sorry, Alison. <laughs> I want you both to know that I scan all my calls. <laughs> Okay, I do. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think for a second that either of you are in any doubt of that. <laughs> but of course, I scan my call. I'm a busy woman. Also, I also want you to know that my phone is permanently on silent. Not vi- not vibrate. Not vibrate. Silent, and always is. It's you know when people go put your phone on silent. My phone. I never know when someone's calling unless I'm looking at my phone at that moment. And if I'm not looking at my phone at that moment, I don't know that you've called until afterward. I go, oh, I've got a missed call. And you know what? I like that. I like it. And you know what? That means I miss a lot of important phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) But I stand by the decision to do that. That is why my phone is always on silent because I can't cope with people asking me to do something extra (laughs) or do something else. Do you know what I mean? So if it's on silent, then then it's almost like that phone call never happened. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying that that's what this leather does and it's working for me. No, I think it's good, particularly when you're like in the middle of writing, because if you have a phone on and then somebody rings, it's, it's just, you just lose the focus. No, so. I think in the middle of living, everyone, we never used to jump at a phone. Yeah, Jen, you are right. You are doing it the right way. I think if everyone just answered their phone or looked at their messages, you know, there's too much need to be at everyone's beck and call. You're right, Jen. And I, I resent the blue ticks on WhatsApp. Oh, yeah, when they can see you read, yeah. I resent that. So, oh, no, because sometimes I look at a, te- a text and I go, I'll deal with that later. And I'm like, damn it. I've looked at it. Now they're going to know. Yes. The blue ticks yeah. are there. They've seen it. Ugh. Do you know what's annoying? I, when they, somebody had this recently, somebody WhatsApped me and I was like, I can't deal with this now. It's very time consuming. I'm in the middle of housing association stuff. And then about an hour later, or not even an hour later, they text me. 
is this a better mode to get you? And it's like, it's on the same phone. So it's. <laughs> That's a very passive aggressive way. Uh, is this a better medium for you? It's also this idea like you've got to get back to somebody immediately. It's like you don't have to get back to somebody straight, unless it's obviously very urgent. But generally you don't have to get back to somebody within the next half hour, do you? No, I don't get back to people for weeks. I sometimes never get back to people. I've got emails <laughs> that haven't been read. They just weren't, they've just not been read. And uh, now it's been like two or three months. And I'm like, I could, I could read them. But it's, what's the point? <laughs> That's how disorganized I am. I, I get so overwhelmed with emails. I think I can't, I can't cope with that. I'll come back to it later. Three and a half thousand unread emails. That seems normal <laughs> to me. <laughs> Just delete them. I delete. Uh, I know I will, but then I've got to delete them, and I can't be bothered. That's that's other admin, isn't it? Sometimes I think I'll tidy up my email, and then that's just another thing to do. I know. I try and go through my inbox, but you never. Then you get to emails which are going to take too long to reply to. So I'll go back to that later, and you never, you never go back to it. No, you never do. You think I need this person deserves a little bit of time. They deserve a bit of time for this email. I'm going to go away and compose something half decent. And instead of like dealing with that email in the moment going, so lovely to hear from you. I'm just insanely busy. Can we arrange a catch up at another point? Or I will get back to you later, which is at the bare minimum you can do to a friend. I'll go, no, I'll go away and I will compose one of the best emails of my life and they will be so pleased to receive it. And then I don't do that. They don't get anything. And they're like, that fucking bitch has ghosted me again. <laughs> Oh, well, we've learned so much, and that is that... Uh... We're sorry to all the people that we've ghosted. <laughs> sorry. I mean, if this is how we're ending the podcast, we might as well give up. <laughs> Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like us, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. <laughs> Will that do? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.